Welcome to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast, where we talk about family and consumer sciences education. Each episode is geared to support, recruit, and retain the professional FCS educator. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate with you today, families and careers. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Scully, and today I just cannot believe that we have just celebrated 50 episodes of the Connect FCS Ed Podcast. This podcast is not even closely possible without you, my audience. I'm just a high school teacher, and I don't think what I have to say is that important as the collective mind of all of us together sharing our best practices, sharing our love and our passion for our students, our school pride and our own continued professional development. From all that I have learned throughout this COVID experience, it is that don't just show your polished pieces of work. Show how much you've learned and grown. I have loved learning how to best utilize my team's channels to distribute my announcements and my classwork. I love how it has evolved. Like our overall tech learning, we ourselves have grown considerably from the time the pandemic started to today. I love designing my team's banners to add some personalization and style to what would be a very stale and cold team's system platform. I love organizing my channels to maximize the efficiency to streamline my content. I have completely overhauled my curriculum and designed it for a more equitable learning. What I love most is going back to my beginner practice teams to see the bare bones mess I had and how I had to restructure my thought process to fit into this new virtual education model. Let me tell you, (laughs) as painful as it is to learn something new, all of the false starts, the anger, the emotional roller coaster that we go on with all of the feels as we are learning something new, it's the journey that I have fallen in love with. You've also been on this journey with me. 50 episodes, that is a journey. I'm not an expert, but as cringy as I sound in the infancy of my episodes to today, (laughs) I have become more confident in my voice, in my knowledge. I love asking questions, even if I sound ignorant. I love hearing people's stories I love hearing their perspectives. I was over at a friend's house the other day and a colleague of mine was there and we were just sitting on the couch, just talking. And she has a completely different upbringing and cultural background than I do. And I could never even understand. She is Latina and she was just sharing how she cried when the movie Coco came out. 
and going back into her childhood where it was the blonde haired Barbies. There was never a brown toned Barbie with brown hair. That was such a powerful conversation where I was just listening, just listening to her story. I love hearing people's stories and their perspectives because it helps me have a better understanding of what other people go through. It's a completely different background than I have. Being a singleton to working all of a sudden with the team, I never worked with the team before. So I didn't know what that was like. So moving from being completely isolated and being in a silo, I had to relearn how to work with people. So when I say if I sound ignorant when asking questions, it's only to help gauge a conversation to bring it down to a place that maybe educators all understand. But then we also have the community, building the partnerships that we have within our families, the network of families, our school board, our directors, our superintendent. I want everybody to be able to understand what we go through as educators and the lingo. So 2020 was the year of growth and understanding. 2021, this is the year of innovation and excelling. Be proud of yourself and how far you've come. You won't hear me toot my horn very often, but I am so proud of myself and the journey I have walked down because this whole year wouldn't have happened the way that it has if it weren't for being home, figuring out how to do things completely differently and restructuring, regrouping. So be proud of yourself and how far you've traveled. Fall in love with the journey, not the distribution. Cheers to 50 episodes. And I still can't believe it. 50 episodes and continued growth, continued learning. Because of you, I'm grateful. I'm always grateful, in fact. But what started out as just a master's degree project has evolved into a platform to showcase you to highlight and feature all of the amazing things and work that you have going on. You're not just a family consumer sciences teacher. You're a friend, you're a mentor, you're a colleague. You could be administration. You could be a parent. You could be a spouse. You could be a mother, a father. Here within family consumer sciences, we have the collective power to change and to mold a new beginning for somebody else. Family Consumer Sciences helps develop the skills needed to become a parent or a better brother and sister. It gives the the skills to be able to cook and to nourish our bodies. It gives us the skills to be able to mend clothes or to create. It gives the skills to be able to apply certain lines and textures of design. It gives the skills to be able to make wise financial decisions, to be able to decide that is a long-term goal 
or I need to handle this right now. It encompasses the body of the lifespan. And at 50 episodes, we're just skimming the top. So thank you for coming along this journey with me. Thank you for helping me level up and excel. I want to innovate. I want to lead. I want to excel. And our collective group, we're doing just that. So cheers to 50. I'm just thankful for the listeners and for all of the interactions that I've been getting. This podcast has been such an amazing journey where I once thought it was just me. I was a singleton learning a new trade, going through CTE block courses, not realizing there was such a family within family consumer sciences and home economics. This isn't just a Washington deal. This isn't just a national deal. This is a global field. And we are an amazing group of educators, professionals, and leaders. I'm so blessed to be part of this journey with you. I might be a small but mighty voice, but I am here because I want to spotlight what you are doing in your classes. Maybe let's hear from your students. Let's hear what your programs are doing. This podcast is all about showcasing what family consumer sciences is really all about. We in our field, we don't get recognized. We are constantly getting thrown aside saying, oh, home economics, it's no longer part of our curriculum. Oh, I wish our students were learning this. Or back in my day, we didn't learn that. Well, I'm here to say you were probably taught it, but we were probably talking (laughs) to our classmates in class. But such an amazing journey this has been. From talking to educators in Delaware, in Maine, California, Texas, Washington, Nebraska. Holy cow, I never once even dreamt that I would be talking to all of these amazing people throughout the United States, letting alone becoming friends with them. We are truly better together. It's all about collaboration, isn't it? Having credible professional development, talking Who knew that talking could inspire so much and release so much creativity? Every time I talk to somebody, or maybe not even talk, just listen to somebody, I take nuggets and then I figure out ways of how to implement those nuggets, those bite-sized nuggets into my own classroom or into my own lessons. And let's just take a moment. Our lessons. This past year, our lessons have gone from these elaborate, beautiful lesson plans, such as like with culinary, where in having to go grocery shopping down and it's been reduced drastically to like the peanut shells on the floor. We have overcome so many obstacles and we are thriving. We, yes, we are exhausted. Yes, we are overwhelmed. But 
just look back at how far you've come. It's been almost a year that the world has gone in shutdown mode. Maybe some of you have been all this past year have been teaching in person and I commend your communities and your states. My state, we are just now going back to in-person learning. And let me tell you, my schedule, it's tiring. Today is Wednesday for me. And Wednesday, we don't have school on Wednesday. We work from home. We do our staff meetings at 8 a.m. And then from 10 to 11, we have our PLC meeting where I'm able to work with my amazing FCS teachers. Or I have, I have a, a beautiful group of individuals who I'm so fortunate to work with. If you're a singleton, please contact me and I will get you in touch with people who are around you within your region or just we can figure out something. We can create our own PLC. <laughs> but I'm so fortunate to be able to work with my cohort and we're able to kind of commiserate, yes, but then we're able to give each other kudos and shout outs to the amazing work that they're doing within our own our own PLC. And <laughs> I'm now starting to call our Wednesdays Wonder Wednesday. I wonder what we will be doing. <laughs> this, oh gosh, it is the beginning of March. I can't even believe it. Beginning of March, I just had my first week of freshmen only. So cohort A freshmen on Tuesday, and then cohort B freshmen on Friday, on Monday and Thursdays for those cohorts. They were escorted around the school, talking with their, their link crew, which is like the leadership committee and going through like that freshman orientation in March. Can you believe that? So, and then I was able to meet just my freshman group on that Tuesday and Friday. And now I'm in March and <laughs> I'm meeting my students for the first time, like the whole group of cohort A. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be able to meet my cohort B tomorrow and, and see cohort B Thursday and Friday. So I'm excited about that. So in today's staff meeting, we were just talking about like our digital do now of what is one word, one word that you can describe how you're feeling right now. Take a moment. Think about that. What is your one word? I can tell you my one word that I wrote in the chat box is confident. I feel confident in my abilities to be able to pivot, which I know it's not a funny word anymore because we're all tired of it, but I do. I truly feel confident in my abilities as an individual, as a mom, as an educator, and a professional right now because my gosh, I know you've been working hard all this past year. And because we have put so much time, effort, and energy, the three E's, or no, it's not even the three E's, the two E's, energy and effort. But because you've put so much of that into what you're doing, you are now a step above the rest, really. Because for me, I feel confident in my abilities. As I said, I feel confident with all the time and preparation that I've put into everything. And of course, gosh, as educators, we're planners. And it's so difficult 
in especially this time period right now that we can't plan. We're figuring things out on the fly. And in a way, I feel I feel good in that because that's where my creativity really comes out. It's like doing things on the fly. But also there's a lot to be said about being able to plan out a lesson to be able to know how well something is going to go. So for me, I feel confident because I've overplanned. I've planned for, I feel like almost every single scenario, except for taking attendance. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out how are we going to be taking attendance with all these different cohorts that we have, but yet our distance learning, our students who are remaining in virtual land, they are still a part of our cohort A, cohort B, but they are part of a completely different class schedule. So like our distance learning kids, they do periods one and two. It's like advisory one and two on Mondays and Thursdays. And then we see periods three, four, five, six on Tuesdays and Fridays. Well, I'm seeing cohort A students Mondays and Tuesdays, and then cohort B students Thursdays and Fridays. So it's it's kind of a blended hot mess right now. We will figure it out. We always do. But there's one thing that we can always rely on, and it's not digital. It's paper and pencil. Yep. I take my attendance through just on my, I created an Excel spreadsheet. I printed that puppy out for the entire trimester with dates and who's attending and what they're doing. And that's how I take attendance. And then I take care of things in power school. Do you do attendance in power school or do you do attendance in Skyward? I know those are the two major attendance areas, but, and I've been fortunate to experience both systems. And personally, I love the way power school looks. And I, I love, yeah, I love things when things look really pretty, but then there's Skyward. And Skyward is pretty amazing where you can integrate, well, my school district at that time, they had that integration with grades, attendance, it did everything. And I know PowerSchool can do that. It's just unfortunate now that my school district, they don't integrate PowerSchool with the grade book from our Microsoft Teams. Are you also a Microsoft Teams user? If you do, I'd love to hear, <laughs> I'd love to hear your, your comments and see what you have going on. How are you designing your Teams channels? Gosh, I love my Teams channels and I put so much time and energy into my Teams channels because I want them to look good and I want them to streamline. I want it to be efficient. But of course, I know that's all for me, not my students. My students are... They just go straight to the assignment. They could care less what I got going on in the channels. So the channels is for me and I do my best because that stuff is important. So it's just so much fun. I'm more than happy to share my team's channels. I'll I'll actually, I'll put it up on social media, just showcasing how my teams look. And I know those of you who have Google Classroom or Canvas, let me just say, I am extremely envious And I know I can create, well, I have, I've created the uh, Canvas account using the free version, but of course I'm trying to be a good, a good professional and follow my 
districts lead in not integrating anything else. So I've put my canvas aside as much as I love it. And I'm just only using Teams and creating assignments that way. And gosh, we could do OneNote. And I tried OneNote at the beginning of the trimester with my students. And I'm like, hey, let's just try both ways. Let's just do a a PowerPoint digital notebook. And then I'm also going to then I'm going to upload another PowerPoint and into OneNote and tell me, I would love to get your feedback on which system you prefer. And hands down, everybody said, please just keep it in PowerPoint. We don't want to deal with OneNote. OneNote is too difficult to navigate for them. So it was really interesting to to get that feedback from my students that way. And there is so much power in student feedback. So if you are not asking your students how they're liking things, please take a step back and talk to yourself. Why are you not asking for their student input, their student voice, because they are the users. They're the reason why they're not turning something in, let's say. So I would love, please ask for student voice. And I know for a lot of us as family consumer sciences educators, we love, we thrive on relationships, thrive. So take care of that. Then Oh my gosh, something else that I've done this past trimester, which I'm really excited about. So for my podcast for this past year, which I can't believe I've been doing this podcast for a year now, and it's slowly growing, it's catching on. So, and I love that. But a really cool digital trick that I've learned is that I use Calendly.com and that is how I set up and schedule all of my podcast interviews. and. All I have to do is push out a link and people are able to sign up using Calendly. And it's like for our interviews, it's like an hour, you know, you chat for about 10 minutes prior and then we dive in and then we have like this amazing 30 to 45 minute conversation, which is all being recorded. And then afterwards we take a 10 minute like debriefer just going, thank you for coming. But with Calendly, I'm able to highlight, you know, my calendar, the days that I'm available, days I'm not, then I'm able to change the times. I'm I'm able to do all these things and it is constantly being updated with my availability. And people are able to just, oh, I see she's available on this day for this time, da da da. And they're able to pick a day and time that works best for them within what I have available. Well, I've taken that to the next level. I've done this for my own students where I have my office hours. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, our office hours are now from 2.40 p.m. to 3. I've created my Calendly office hours in five minutes, broken down meetings, five-minute meetings. And students are able to pick a time from that 2.40 to 3 o'clock time frame and say, oh, this time works best for me. I'll do this for a five-minute private meeting with me. It's amazing. They love it. They don't feel like, oh my gosh, somebody, I don't know if somebody's going to be jumping in on my meeting or not. It's it's their time. Nobody else can jump in. And then my Wednesdays are, you know, my meeting times for office hours for students on Wednesdays are from 1145 to 1245. Well, I've opened that up for students to be able to pick a five minute window to have a meeting with me. 
And if it goes over, it's fine. I have students who would be waiting in the waiting room, but let's be honest, how many students are clamoring to join a virtual office hour? I've had one. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm authentic and I'm real. This is my experience. So if you have students who are coming to your virtual office hours all the time, I commend you. Yay! So these are just the tips, tricks that I have learned inputting my Calendly. That's a new development for me. And I love that. My teams is looking amazing. And just being confident in being able to move forward, seeing my students in person. That is exciting. That is what's motivating me. And I am eager to hear what you have going on in your classes. So please join me for a conversation. Let's have a fun chat. Highlight what you're doing in your classes, your programs. What are your students thriving on and or maybe struggling? Because we are better together when we can promote and offer support because FCS is what it's all about. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining the conversation today. Each episode on the Connect FCS Ed podcast We boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families everywhere. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Thanks again for spending your time with me today, and be sure to visit fcspodcast.com for past episodes and resources to help spread the word that family and consumer sciences is today's home economics.